Hi, I'm Tony Stubblebine, founder and CEO of The Lift App, and you are listening to The App Guy Podcast. The App Guy Podcast, straight from your host, Paul, The App Guy, sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment. And now, Paul, The App Guy. Welcome to another episode of the App Guy podcast. I am your host, it's Paul Kemp, and I'm re- reflecting on an episode that uh, I had uh, recently with an entrepreneur in Tokyo, and we were talking about wearables and uh, the whole kind of emerging uh, scene. And, you know, I'm obviously getting very excited as well with Apple iWatch and, uh, or Apple Watch, I guess we should call it. And so I'm absolutely thrilled that we've got our guest uh, today to talk to us about wearables. Uh, it's a, a whole emerging field for us. We're going to figure out what's going on and uh, how we can really best implement uh, a lot of stuff going on in the wearables. Uh, so let me introduce uh, our, my guest. It's David Esquire, and he is, uh, by the daytime, he's uh, Esquire Photography, but he's also a complete and utter uh, enthusiast with regards to wearables. And so, uh, David, it's a warm welcome to you on the App Guy podcast. Thank you very much. It's really awesome to be here. And I, you know, that's really interesting how you mentioned it's like daytime. I'm with Esquire Photography. It's almost like I want to like mention I put on a cape and then my Google Glass and I jump out at the you know after sunset. Ta-da, wearable guy, you know something like that. <laughs> hey, you just hey don't. I hope Marvel don't listen to this because uh, then they could be stealing your uh, wearable guy. Uh, you oh know, idea. yeah, yeah. No kidding. Uh, yeah, the, um, yeah. That's been copyrighted and uh, patented and <laughs> trademarked. <laughs> yeah, actually, we need to think about that. I mean, I, I guess wearables. We are uh, moving towards having superhuman powers with the, you know, the things that we're wearing on us. Uh, but, but perhaps we could just start with you, though, David. What uh, attracted you to, you know, this whole emerging field and, uh, and why, why are you so enthused towards uh, the, the whole wearable technology? Thank you for asking about that. It, you know, it all started pretty much when I was a kid. I was really into technology. I was very much an early adopter as a child, taking on like different things that you could do and how it could be integrated into my life. And for me, it was photography. It was video and film and the different gadgets that could come out. And there's always somebody that's on that next step right there at them, that bleeding edge of technology that's really pushing it. And that was what really inspired me to take a more active role in the wearable technology industry as I've matured and become an adult. And with Google Glass, with all the different uh, items that are coming out right now, it's phenomenal how it's really made a difference for me both professionally and personally. On a personal level right now, how Google Glass has really impacted me would be to just be kind of blunt about it, I'm a handicapped person. I'm deaf in my right ear. And with Google Glass, they've got bone conducting technology on the button behind the battery. And that particular button creates sound waves. And as a handicapped man, to have been able to hear, I guess you would say physically and literally in my deaf ear, a phone call or a text message or a video or just a social social media message that is very profound. And I'm seeing all these advancements of what's happening right now with wearable technology, with different body armor and things like that. And the applications for it medically, scientifically, with the education, with military is phenomenal. I think it's just really inspiring. And I think that's a big chunk of what's got me hooked. It's, you know, I'm definitely hooked on this 100%. And it's neat to see the integration of man and machine right now because 
it's about time. It's definitely long overdue. Well, I'm so glad that you mentioned the bone conducting technology because I actually did know that about Google, Google Glass when they first came out. And I thought that was f- uh, absolutely awesome that they did that. Then I couldn't figure out how it actually you know, worked and what it was like in practice. Uh, I haven't got a pair of Google Glass. I am actually tempted to get them uh, uh, as a you know, developer pack and they're becoming a lot more a- accessible. Uh, I mean, the, how, how is the... you know literally how does it work i mean so you say it actually conducts sound through your um bones on the on the the part of the bone that says close to your ear absolutely the battery rests behind the ear and it just gently touches the bone like on your skull behind the ear and the vibrations that the button creates it creates a particular sound wave it just it's just like a, a typical speaker, except it's creating a vibrating button that vibrates through your head. And with that, you can actually hear it. And what was very interesting about that when I went to the Google uh, Base Camp in Venice, California, was they didn't expect that. I'm one of the early adopters. I was one of the first uh, like thousand people that was chosen. So I was very early going there. And when I was there, we were testing out the equipment, making sure it was working properly. And I, of course, at that point in time, was thinking, I'll never be able to use the, the button you know, for the, sound, for the sound, for the bone conducting technology. But they said, we still have to test it to make sure the equipment works properly. And it was at that point when I was sitting there and I literally heard like the ringing phone, my cell phone ringing in my ear. And it was just a very profound experience to have that happen. And to be able to hear music in the same manner, to hear the, my phone calls, to have audio, to sp- hear spoken word uh, from my text messages and the social media is very amazing. It's, it's really life-changing. And I love it. I truly love it. It's, it's, to me, it's worth its price in gold, 100%. Yeah, and I do feel like Google, uh, I mean, I'm a huge fan of Google anyway. I mean, they're so integrated into my life. And what I like about Google as well is that when they were advertising the uh, the Google Glass, you know, we had a lot of the viral videos coming out. And I, th- I do distinctly remember one of the videos was a blind guy uh, in the Google um, dr- driverless car, the auto drive car. And uh, he didn't know he was blind and he was driving around and, uh, you know, doing these kind of day-to-day things. Uh, and then he got out and pulled out his white stick and uh, you realized he was blind and he was actually in the driver's seat. Uh, and that, that was so profound. Uh, yes. with, um, so Google are very uh, keen to use technology to overcome certain handicaps that we'll, you know, we, a lot of us experience. So uh, I just love that about Google and technology. It's amazing. And I just learned a couple of weeks ago about Google X, where it's basically their own hospital. And they're integrating the nanotechnology, microtechnology. They're integrating all of that with modern day medicine. And they're finding new ways to overcome things. They've got the contact lenses that are in development, which from what I understand, those were originally being developed to help people with diabetes, to have a more accurate, responsive reading. But they're finding out that there are many more applications with that. And then with their nanotechnology, where they're able to and basically inject these nano robots, these nanobots into our bloodstream that are those particular nanobots are able to go into our body. They're able to locate cancer cells and other things that are in our body and help detect issues that are going on inside of us. It's just, I marvel at this technology because I look at it and go, 
wow, you know, technology is that gap between where our human mind is at and what we can think of and what we can conceive, the gap between that and what we're actually able to create physically and tangibly in our world, that gap is shrinking at such an exponential rate right now. And I even mentioned that about just creative tools where creative software like Adobe Creative Cloud, that has finally met the creative mind and it's done a very great job with it. And we're having that now with technology, with wearable technology. It's it's amazing. It's truly amazing. Well, I love the fact that Google are possibly going to disrupt the pharmaceutical industry with nanotechnology. And yes, you know, so <laughs> you know, if you're a Glaxo welcome out there, you would never have seen that coming. You know, nope. so uh, <laughs> they'll just be like exactly. scratching their heads, going, "Where did that come from?" You know, there is no stopping Google. Now, I've got to ask then. So, I'm not sure if you're under any non-disclosure agreement. You've just mentioned Google X. A lot of um, secrecy around that. You know, is there anything you can talk about in your with your visit to that Google X? I have. I can't really say much about it other than I can repeat what is out there. That is really it. You know, what you see and read on the internet, on the different various forums and chat boards, things like that. That is really where that is at right now. But it's truly phenomenal to to see that. It really is, and not only in the medical industry. But just with like with Google Glass, there was a surgeon recently that was wearing glass. He had a custom app built for surgeons where they could access a patient's records. It's in a totally closed circuit situation. The information could not be leaked. It was totally in-house. And the patient, from what I understood, was having a bit of an allergic reaction during the procedure the doctor was able to access the patient's records real time live on the spot without having to step away from the patient go to a computer terminal bring the computer terminal up access the patient's records and have that much longer process of a delay to where that could possibly cause death or it could cause any type of other situations that could stem from that allergic reaction the surgeon was able to access the patient's records on the spot and address those issues right then and there. So you've got your medical application with that. And then it goes into military and education. And the world is just truly, it's just like this whole new arena that we're stepping into right now. Yeah. And as indie app developers, many of us listening to this, uh, we're trying to make a, a call on, on what to develop for because you know, on the one hand, we read in the news uh, some criticism about, you know, Google Glass is not growing as, as quick as people first thought that they came out to market too early. And yet, on the other hand, you know, there's just the enthusiasts, me included, uh, that c cannot possibly see this failing. Uh, it, what's your sense on, on how uh, popular Google Glass is in the mainstream. You know, is it? Do you think it is going to be uh, something that does hit the mainstream as the smartphones did as well? I totally see that happening more and more over the past couple of years. Uh, wearing glass in public, using it on the job, being out there and traveling around the world internationally, the acceptance for glass is becoming more mainstream. I equate glass to a Bluetooth headset back when it was first coming out. There was a lot of apprehension. People are like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, you know, are you listening to me? 
same thing. It just needed to be in a situation where people are becoming more educated. People are understanding the technology more. They're becoming more familiar with it. It's becoming more commonplace and seeing it out there, not just with celebrities and with uh, superstar sports athletes, but with the average person that's out there working. So for this to become more mainstream, absolutely. And another reason why I see that happening is that you've got, from what I understand, Oakley is getting involved. Luxottica is getting involved. You've got so many different people that are in the fashion industry that are seeing how this can be applicable to different styles, things like that. And you've got sports, you've got fashion, movies, technology, it all, the entire, basically the entire gamut of what is available out there, glass can be applied into those particular situations. Even Diane von Furstenberg, she was one of the very early adopters in really getting involved with glass and wearing it on the runway, wearing it for fashion shows. And when you've got somebody as cutting edge as her that is embracing this technology and seeing how it can really offer a different perspective, I definitely see that happening and becoming more commonplace. Even uh, Will I Am announced his new Pulse watch this uh, past month, month and a half ago. And it's just a cell phone on your wrist, but it does a little bit more and it's very fashion oriented. It's definitely technology oriented. You've got all these, you know, technopreneurs, if so to speak, that are just putting things out there. And when it comes to the apps, like I've shared with so many other people that are out there, for myself included, as a photographer and a filmmaker, there are different things that I wish that Glass would do. It's just a matter of somebody writing the code and writing the app for it. But if you think about it, all we have to do is just look around in our everyday lives and go, how can we use Glass? How is you know, how are the apps on your iPhone or your Android, you know, working in your life? Can that be applied into a wearable technology, into a smartwatch, into a pair of smart glasses, things like that? And truly, it's happening. You've got Glass, and then there's the other company on the other end of the spectrum called ReconJet, and theirs is a little bit more sports-centered to where their particular glasses are not so widespread in terms of the apps, but they're more sports-centered. So people that bike, hike, and they're doing activities like that, they've got those particular apps that are focused for that particular lifestyle. Yeah, I just have to, I almost have to remember, I'll remind the apps to tribe listening to this right now that, you know, when you read stuff in the the mainstream media, that there usually are uh, hidden agendas going on because, you know, it could be quite disruptive technology. And so it it could actually mean that some people are going to lose out quite substantially. You know, we just kind of joked about Glaxo. Uh, Smith Klein, mm-hmm. uh, you know, losing out when Google uh, gets its act together on nanotechnology, and so, yes. uh, so, so you know, they kind of insert some of these uh, negative stories, and uh, uh, you know, but uh, I, I actually can't see Google Glass failing at all. I mean, I just can only see it getting better and better. Now, there's a section on the show that I normally wait towards the end, but I'm going to have to jump in now because uh, I think we're all getting very excited about potential apps that we could start developing. I, I literally just la- a few weeks ago, I received uh, the Apple email saying, uh, you, you're welcome to test out our uh, Apple Watch uh, SDK, our software development kit, and see if nice. you can start developing for that. I know that it's quite easy, I guess, to get hold uh, of a developer kit for uh, Google Glass. So if we could try and figure out and flesh out some ideas then for apps that people can start building some ideas, because you, you sound like an ideas man, David. 
So do you, much. Did, did you, yeah, <laughs> that's why I figured I better save enough time to chat about this stuff. So did you, uh, have you come up with any, uh, any particular novel ideas or anything that uh, you think that we could start building? Absolutely. For me, just for my, my profession, I would love, I would truly, truly, truly love it if somebody is able to sit down and create a very robust, somewhat feature-rich, because I understand the limitations of glass and the, the room that's, you know, we're shoehorning everything into. But if somebody could create a fairly feature-rich and robust app for photos, for photo capturing, for filming, because right now it's literally a matter of just, you know, I raise my head, okay, glass, take a picture. Boom. You know, and then there's a photograph. That's really it. And then when it comes to filming, okay, glass, record a video, and then boom, 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 you go ahead and you can film video. But there are no Zoom features. But more importantly than that, over Zoom, for me, would be exposure. I would love for it to where a simple couple of feature gestures or finger gestures with glass to where I could increase the exposure or decrease the exposure to highlight to brighten or darken a photograph or brighten or darken some of the uh, film that I'm shooting some video that some very simple Instagram ish uh, photo editing that would be fantastic to where we could have our own small collection of filters that we could say, okay, glass, do this, you know, do, you know, my favorite grunge app and then boom, it'll go ahead and take a photograph and do that. Uh, that particular bit right there would make a big difference because right now it's just like shooting film and photos with glass. It's just like shooting a, a little point and shoot camera. There's, you know, a little film winding camera from back in the day where it's like, you know, hold on, got to charge the flash. Okay. And then you go, er, 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 and you got to forward to the next, you know, the next frame yeah. of film and then click. And that's all you get. You get whatever it is that you see. I would love for there to be more of that involved because not only am I wishing it, but I know that there are several other people that are out there that wish that we had that available. And then for myself as a motorcycle riding enthusiast, I would love for there to be other uh, apps other than just the GPS app, but an app to where it would help us be able to have a bit of augmented reality on the road, knowing, okay, well, the turns are coming up and they're going to be at partic- you know, 45 degree bank and things like that. Something like that would be amazing. I just think of it in terms of, well, how could this make my life better? Well, actually, we, we, I was just almost thinking, and we do have an Apps to Tribe listener who is developing an app for uh, motorcyclists, uh, but it's a <sighs> a smartphone app that is, is going to help them uh, navigate because I, I know it's quite challenging, you know, when you're on a motorbike with a helmet yes. on. And so uh, to have navigation, better navigation features uh, would be great. I know there's that, that one listener who's listening to this right now uh, would be, uh, I think, tempted to be calling you right now to see what he can do for, <laughs> for um, motorcyclists on, because obviously we're trying to figure out, uh, the best uses, uh, the, the most common uses, and and actually it's, it's somewhat a little bit kind of speculative for some, from someone who's never worn it. And uh, I think that there's apps on like the iPhone, for example. There's one called Camera Awesome, and uh, they, they actually uh, it's very good at uh, doing all the different um, 
awesome. It basically awesomeizes a lot of your camera features. And I feel like, yeah, that could be quite a good road to go down for Google Glass. Exactly. Something simple like that, the applications for that would just kind of add that much more of a personal touch with you think about it, think about it with the branding that Apple has done. You have your iPhone and iMovie. It's it's all about me, 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 but it's I, the letter I. Everybody wants to own what it is that they're using, and they also want that uniqueness. They want that originality sense. And with glass, there definitely is a very unique sense to it. You can customize it to a certain point. It does have a very niche market at the moment, but that particular niche is eliminating at an exponential rate and people are embracing it more, but they still want to make it theirs. Just like a case for an iPhone, the same thing with the apps. I can open up my iPhone and look quite simply at like my music apps. You've got Spotify, Pandora, Ministry of Sound, SoundCloud, and just a zillion others that are on there. But I would love for glass to have more options and then for something as simple as ministry of sound i would love for there to just be a dedicated app to where i could just listen to that instead of having to go through and listen to other particular bands or other artists i would want to hear just my one particular genre that i really enjoy nothing like that is available at this moment right okay well i mean i'm also thinking of uh, some other you know, we've got loads of listeners now who uh, I, I think would be extremely excited by this episode and this chat. Uh, for example, uh, one, of, one of the listeners has an app that uh, uh, takes uh, montages of the uh, uh, your camera throughout the day and then stitches them all together over a year. So oh, wow. uh, I feel that, that those kind of things, I mean, there's an idea for Google Glass. Can you just imagine... Uh, just without you doing anything just automatically every 30 minutes i guess there's going to be some issues there (laughs) you might have to take it off when you go to bed (laughs) disable it yeah yeah, but it it documents your life because you know i mean i actually think the okay so this is like photography related in a way you know if you think about our evolution with photography you know i look i look back to my earlier years and you know maybe I've got 60, 70 photos throughout the whole year, you know, like two, three rolls of film, and it's all relating to holidays or special events. And then with the emergence of the iPhone, um, you know, my my yearly uh, photography went through the roof, you know, and, and just yesterday I uploaded my wife's uh, iPhone photos and she had about 800 photos for three months. So, you know, basically it's like, a, you know, a chart. It would be just, going astronomically through the roof, you know, with the number of photographs. And so an app that could kind of automate that somehow and and organize uh, the photography, I think would be quite interesting. What do you think? I absolutely think that would be amazing. It really would be, you know, you've got your autographer devices that are out there. And that captures a certain part, you know, particular perspective. But what if your head is turned in a different angle? Look at the phenomenal photos that are pe- that people are going through on Google, and they're recovering all these photos of when Google is out mapping our planet. And here are the, these great photos of seagulls. There's these great photos of different roads and old western towns you've got european communities where it's just this beautiful photo that just by happenstance was captured that way through google going around and mapping our planet and using those particular photos for google earth can you imagine if it's just that one moment where you happen to turn your head and somebody's walking by 
something like that. There's, there's just phenomenal things that could be done. And right now, the glass apps that are available, there, there's some that are pretty neat, but it's just, it's so limited. It's definitely not at that level to where I really see a lot more potential. We've got weather apps and Tumblr and Facebook and your basic things. And they're really starting to incorporate different apps, like for the travel industry. If I remember correctly, it was British Airways that's doing this. Watch it be Virgin, but I think it's British Airways. <laughs> hey, <laughs> don't get those two mixed up. There's a bit of a turf war between them. <laughs> but they're embracing the technology for their premier flights. And so the flight attendants are wearing glass and they have full control over some of the features on the plane. And it's really phenomenal. So they could say, okay, glass lower the shades or start the coffee, things like that. And it's really neat to see that happening right now. Okay, here, here's another idea. I mean, it's, it's, just, it's virgin. Okay, virgin, <laughs> right, okay. So David, you're sparing a lot of ideas here. And you know, this is an idea show. And hopefully people will listen to this and, and get their own takeaways from our episode. But I'm almost thinking that there's a, a wonderful app that I use called IFTTT. That uh, if this, then that. And, and I need, I feel like there needs to be more apps that integrate with that, for example, so that, uh, you know, with all the instructions that you're firing to Google Glass, if there could be like more integration. So, for example, you know, an app that, and I just spoke to one of my uh, mentors uh, about this as well, uh, an app that you could just uh, run, like take a photo of, you know, say you're, say you're around the house and you're running out of uh, a particular product. Uh, I don't know, toilet roll. So you just take a photo of toilet roll, then it automatically gets uploaded to a specific uh, folder. And if it goes into that folder, then there's a uh, there's an instruction that goes out to your outsourcer who would then order that through the Amazon Prime and it would be delivered to you next day. So, you know, some kind of app to solve all these little minor chores that we have throughout the day. That would be phenomenal. If there's something like that that just recently came out uh, what is that? The Echo, the Amazon Echo. And that is just as it, you know, it's just quite simple. It's just a cylinder. It's a wireless speaker that you can talk to that's always on. It's always connected to the internet and it can create lists and things like that for us. There, I really truly believe that if we took that integration where our product, our glass or our smartwatch or whatever it is that we're using that we find that works in our lives, just like with Siri on our iPhones, you know, when it's plugged in, I can just yell, hey, Siri, you know, take a note, send a text message to play this. If we could have some more integration like that with glass, with our wearable technology to where it does become more of a seamless part of our lives, that's phenomenal. I mean, literally, your listeners could easily just walk through their iPhone, look at all the different apps that are on their iPhone, and then think, how can that be integrated into Glass? What other apps can we do? If This Then That is a phenomenal app. I love that particular app and its integration with like Dropbox and how other ways that that could be put together. Like you're saying, that would be great for us to have. And to have that on Glass that is something that is worn, like myself, I wear it all the time, all day, all night. It's part of my lifestyle. It's a part of what I wear, the sunglasses and everything. I would love for there to be more feature-rich apps like that. 
I'm definitely open to even test any at this point. Right, it's okay. Like, oh, you have an idea, great. <laughs> so you're, you're putting your hand up there as a tester for our audience to uh, build some stuff. And, you know, it, actually, I, I would encourage people to go back and, li- and look at old uh, episodes of Star Trek because I think we're getting there now. You know, when the uh, yes. when, when they walk into the, um, the control room or, or the bridge and uh, they just basically talk to the computer and it answers all the questions. I, I feel like we're actually got there almost and... Uh, you know, so maybe that could uh, give some ideas to where we're going. Oh, this is so good. I, I mean, almost forgot to ask you. Um, we do have another regular slot where we ask our guests uh, the, their favorite app or two apps. Uh, I'm guessing it has to probably be uh, Google Glasses. I'm, I'm guessing that's your favorite device right now. Uh, but it would you, <laughs> yeah, would you be able to recommend one or two good good apps that you think we may not have come across before? The apps that I use most that are not available on Glass yet uh, would be my watermarking app. I'm a very big uh, proponent and believer and speaker and educator about copyright. I do believe that all artists that are out there should be able to do everything possible to retain their copyrights to their intellectual property. So for myself, it would be photography and film. A watermark app on glass would be phenomenal. That's my go-to app uh, when I open up my favorite photo and video folder on my iPhone. That, um, I'd have to say, Photoshop Express and iMovie. Those are my three primary apps that I use all the time. Uh, I think iMovie has really come around as a mobile uh, video editing Uh, app right now there's so much more that we can do with it in terms of layers and audio and video and splicing and things like that it's quite amazing what they've shoehorned into that but i would love for there to be more things like that but those are my current three go-tos well i must say in in over 200 episodes that's the first time we've ever heard of the watermark app and uh that what does how does that actually work does that uh, put a watermark on the image as you're taking the uh, photo or the video or is it uh, afterwards that you add it on and then can take it off with the app it's added on afterwards i'll use uh, the camera app to capture the image and then i will edit it in photoshop express typically i'll clean it up a little sharpening color balancing things like that cropping it for composition and then i'll take the particular photo open it in my watermark app and then that particular app will use a PNG of my logo. Now for that, let's see here, for watermarking, I tend to also tie it in with the different brands that I'm affiliated with. So for me, I can open up my company logos and my go-to brands that I am no, you know, seen with would be Ministry of Sound, uh, Starbucks, <laughs> and when I'm in California, In-N-Out Burgers. Uh, here in the Midwest, uh, White Castle, and then I also use uh, Mini Cooper for their logo as well. And it's a PNG, so it's totally transparent behind the image. And then my logo, I've got two versions of it. I have it white with a clear background and then black with a clear background. So depending on the photo, I can resize it, manipulate it, move it, change the opacity of it, things like that. Nothing like that is available for glass at all. Like literally at all, any of your listeners, if you guys come up with an amazing watermark app, text me, email me, Facebook me. I would definitely (laughs) love to try it out. In fact, one of the reasons why I'm still on an iPhone is because, well, 
before it was Nokia, but I love the Nokia cell phones. I was an early adopter with the high-end cell phone for PureView 808. I've got their uh, Lumia 1020, and the only reason why I'm not using those particular phones full-time, there are no decent watermarking apps, and there certainly isn't any video editing capabilities, not as feature-rich as iMovie. So you guys, if you come up with anything that would be awesome, I'd love to be able to just chuck my iPhone and just use a much better camera-centric phone. And it's, a, it's truly amazing. You can look at my Facebook wall and you'll see my little logo on there or you'll see other companies uh, that I associate with and their logos will be on there. And it's nice and clean. It's professional. And again, it's protecting my work. It's, and it's also branding. You know, people can look at it and go, oh, Esquire Photography. Okay, got it. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I really can't wait to, in, until we get to the world where it's almost device agnostic, you know, we, so we have mm. uh, the, the availability, availability of all these different uh, apps and uh, it, it's irrelevant which uh, device it's on. But unfortunately, we're in a world where it's, uh, it's a little bit like the old VHS and Betamax, uh, you know, you can only have one <laughs> or the other. And uh, it looks like both will win this time rather than uh, Betamax losing out to uh, VHS. But uh that's for the oldies in the uh, listener, <laughs> the audience. Uh, great. Well, David, I mean, it would be lovely to uh, just, uh, you know, you've inspired me so much. I mean, how, how uh, I just I can't believe the future. It's Again, it just gets us excited about, you know, the possibilities and that uh, we're on a, a really wonderful path uh, going forward. Uh, how best can we reach out and connect with you? I'm all over social media. I have my my standard uh, virtual world on EsquirePhotography.com. But truly, the best way to reach me would be through social media. And I'm on Facebook, Twitter. On Twitter, it's Esquire Photo. Facebook, it's David Esquire. Google Plus, David Esquire. YouTube, Feed, Tumblr, Instagram, LinkedIn. You just look for me, David Esquire or Esquire Photography, and you'll see hundreds of thousands uh, pieces of information out there that I've either shared and a lot of people that I'm uh, happy to chat with around the world as well. I do teach and I do uh, also assist people with their photography or help kind of have like little brainstorming sessions. So I've got friends all around the world from Australia to Germany to Canada to India to Japan. So you know, the world is my oyster, so to speak. And, and there's a huge amount of uh, popularity with uh learning how to take photographs on an iPhone, for example. I can remember looking at an Instagram uh, account uh, where the guy, uh, I think he called it taken with iPhone or, or something like that. And all the photos were genuinely iPhone and they were just, it was, it was amazing. So yeah, we, it's definitely something we could learn uh, to, to do, you know, rather than a lot of the bad photography that we see out there. Uh, oh my yeah. gosh, Yes. Yeah, so people listening uh, to this, the apps of tribe, they tend to sometimes be listening while they're running or uh, jo you know uh, going to work, and and so if uh, if you can't get to a computer right now and you're listening and you do need a quick reference, uh, you can always go to theappguy.co. Just go to episode two hundred and one, and I'll make sure all the links uh, to David's uh, social media accounts are all on uh, his episode show notes. So that's theappguy.co, episode 201. David, what a wonderful journey. Thank you so much for uh, you know being a wonderful guest. Uh, I have to say, in 201 episodes, it's just been the most futuristic talk on the future. And uh, cool. I, I love it. So thank you for joining us. Thank you very much for having me on. It's been awesome. And I would love to be able to do this with you again in, let's say, nine months or a year to see where we were at and where we're at then. And then even like a couple of years from now, 
it's just it's like you said star trek yeah we should have a, a we should have a recap where we keep coming back on every year and it'd be like <laughs> uh, google glass was so last year you know now now it's yeah. the uh, google, google contact lens <laughs> next thing you know we're all the bionic men and women <laughs> yeah and then eventually you know it could be that google kind of dies the death and the, it might it, you know that the reins get handed over to nokia again or Microsoft, uh, Jones, Nokia, or you know some other company, but it seems to be uh, everything Google right now. They seem to be the, yes. uh, and it's hard to envision a world without Google. So um, yeah, most definitely. Yeah, well, welcome back anytime. Thanks ever so much for being part, a great guest. Awesome, thank you so much.